Hey guys, and welcome. It's a brand new episode of the Warehouse Podcast. I'm Chase, and I got Tim with me, and we got our buddy Doug from DEB Concerts joining us this week. And we've been all about festivals. We've talked a lot about Furnace Fest. Uh, Tim talks about how Furnace Fest changed his life. Um, it was a big thing. And so I thought, you know what? We have other summer music festivals, and we've got one that's only, what, an hour away from us, Tim? Yeah, something like that. And that is Rocklahoma. And Doug is a big part of Rocklahoma. He uh, has the DEB concert stage, which brings in a ton of acts. Um, he's got the Thursday night uh, fun that starts. If you have the GA or the weekend passes, you get to go and hang out there. And um, just a lot of fun. You had uh, some you've had big bands on there. You've had smaller bands. It's, it's a whole bunch of people that are that play on the DEB concert stage. And so, Doug, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah. yeah sure. So, um, what what got you in? What started DEB concerts? What started that whole process for you? Well, there was a there was an, an 80s, 80s festival uh, in downtown Tulsa in 2016, September of 2016. Uh, oh, Tim, you know the name of it. I don't. Oh, yeah, it's, it's Streets Gone Wild, isn't it? That's right, that's right. <laughs> Streets Gone Wild, and. Uh, uh, I was uh, I was just the title sponsor for that for that show, uh, meaning you know all that means is you give them money and they give you backstage passes <laughs> and put your you know put your business logo all over everything because I because I saw it advertised and that's my genre so so I, I got involved um, with that and that's that's basically how it, how it started uh, was with that festival. Dude, that was a freaking awesome show. I, I got to ask you one thing about it though. I mean, actually, there's a bunch, but there's one thing I really want to. So, Night Ranger, were they scared off by the tornado? Because they like they closed up like awful fast, and, it, and it, I have I have to admit, it was looking kind of intense. <laughs> it was, but they finished their set. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, we, you know, of course, we were hoping for some more, you know, some on. Oh, right. It was kind of like. Once they play Sister Christian, it's over. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, I I have to admit, I'm from Oklahoma, and I was even like, ooh, that's not looking too good there. Yeah, I started heading for cover before their set was over. Yeah. I feel like like tornado and rain and thunder for outdoor concerts is kind of like when a mishap in like a wrestling match happens, like someone breaks their leg, and it's – 45 minutes into a 90 minute match and like, Oh, we got to do the finisher now. And so there's like some weird end to it. Mm. <laughs> oh, <wait. Yeah>. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't walk. So we're just going to pin it here. And everybody's like, what, what the hell happened? Like that, that does it's uneventful, but Rocklahoma also is no different from the tornado from, from your first endeavor in the music, uh, rain, mud, tornadoes always seem to kind of, find its way into the prior area uh this year and last year they moved it to labor day i know labor day was more for the COVID scheduling but did rain and thunderstorms and tornadoes play a factor into the way they decided to keep the schedule for labor day yeah they, it did i mean they didn't they didn't well they were they were already discussing moving it to uh labor day weekend before COVID ever ever happened because they're getting so so many complaints about you know the month of May is our rainiest rainiest um, month and you know they kept getting weathered out whenever the headliners were playing you know they're like two of the three of the last three years before that you know before that and they were getting too many complaints by the fans and and also myself right I, I was asking them will you get us the hell out of this <laughs> This yeah. month, you know, my God, how many tornadoes and floods, do, you know, do you need, you know, to, uh, you know, to, to get it moved? And, uh, you know, but they, they, they put out a questionnaire to all the fans after every festival you know, and ask them a lot of questions about a lot of things. And, and that's where it came from. Um, the, but the COVID thing, that, it's, that just helped the cause. You know, I, I, I've always wanted it in the summer. I, I can't stand it in, the, in Memorial Day because I, I have a little pool, you know, in my uh, RV out there. And some of those Memorial Day weekends, you know, I had to bring heaters for the pool, you know. <laughs> yeah, and we're wearing, you know, you know, we're wearing coats and rain jackets and 
mud boots and I'm like, it's not, it's not good weather, you know? No. Well, and there's always such good lineups too. So it's like extra painful when something delays it or, you know what I mean? Like something, some way messes it up. So, I mean, I, I, I'm all about that. The change, I think that's great. We, I was just going over the lineup and being like, enough's enough. Are you kidding? They're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you got some great bands, man. Yeah, I talked to Chip um, whenever we did Key West, that yeah. festival in Key West, and he, <laughs> you know, he's a character. He he hit me up. He started playing the sales sales guy. You know, <laughs> you need to get me over to Rocklahoma so we can get some trim. <laughs> Dude, no, no joke. Like that's like like new thing and Fly High Michelle are just like like every mixtape I ever make are on there. I, I don't know why those guys weren't ginormous. Seriously, I mean, they're so good. They. Yeah, they should go down as one of those bands. You know, Eddie Trunk does a segment on his shows, you know, bands that that should have been bigger, you know. And, and yeah, I agree with that. They, they should have been. Well, you know, and, I mean, people realize that now. I mean, that's the funny thing. I mean, nobody, I guess nobody helped them along when it was happening. But I mean, it's like now kind of all the fans of, of this genre are all, all about them. You know, like Shark Island, <laughs> bands like that that weren't like ginormous or anything. Mm-hmm, right. Yeah, I saw them play at the whiskey not too long ago. Oh wow, how was that? It's okay. The <laughs> <laughs> whiskey, man, it's it's one of the greatest. It's probably the greatest venue for you know heavy metal and and the whole hair metal '80s experience. I mean, and it's a, and it's a tiny place. Yeah. Wow. It is. It's 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 smaller than the IDL ballroom. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. It's there's two floors, and with both floors combined, it's smaller than the IDL. Yeah. Oh, nice. I like going to shows. Like that. Awesome shows you put on at IDL, though. You put on some really good shows there. I tried. I, I think you're just right in the pocket with that stuff, though. I mean, I I, I would venture to say probably our CD collections look very alike. <laughs> probably so. <laughs> you got Lita Ford there. What Lita Ford was the last yeah, show, man. Uh, Lita wasn't the last show. No, we did, uh, we did, uh, Stephen Piercy, Sebastian Bach, and Phil Lewis for the, for the last show. Okay. Did you do the Dio thing with, uh, Vivian Campbell and all that? Um, uh, and at the Rainbow? No, at, at IDL. Well, I booked, I booked, uh, Last in Line. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, yeah. that's just visionary. I mean, I just think that's amazing. And I, I don't remember what happened. I didn't get to go to that show, but I mean, I think people don't realize Vivian Campbell's in Def Leppard. You know what I mean? And it's like mm-hmm. you gave the fans a chance to be ten feet from the guy, right? When nobody ever, and and plus he's the stuff he did with Dio is phenomenal anyway. You know? Yeah, he helped write it. Yeah. Yeah, I think all that stuff's great, man. So who are you excited about with uh, Rocklahoma this year? I knew that's, that question was going <laughs> to That question comes up every time I do a Rocklahoma type. We're not even 10 minutes in. 10 yeah. <laughs> I've seen most of these bands before, you know, so some of, some of them get old. But uh, uh, probably probably Evanescence, you know, yeah. I always like – I always like Megadeth. You know, I just had Megadeth at the BOK Center. I, I, yeah. I can see them every every single time. But, yeah, probably, uh, you know, I've seen Five Finger several times and Shine Down and all those guys. But, yeah, probably Evanescence. You know, that's that would probably, yeah, that's, that's I'm interested in seeing them. Dude, John and Rocky used to play our uh, the warehouse back in the day. John was, before Evanescence, excuse me, John was in a band called Mind Rage. Mm-hmm. It was like kind of a three-piece industrial metal thing. Like I don't even know what you'd compare it to, but they were freaking amazing. And then you about the, are, are you talking about the one guy that's from Tulsa in that band? No, they're, they're from Arkansas. Both these guys are from Arkansas. Okay, and I, think, I thought there was one guy from uh, from Tulsa in that band. Yeah, I mean, probably. I and then, well, and Rocky was in Living Sacrifice was a guitar player. The drummer was the guitar player in Living Sacrifice. And they played okay. So, yeah, I think that's really cool. You guys, you just do it right, man. So, so no, I, I love it. I think, and, and the cool thing about, you know, all these bands kind of circling back and, and making it full circle, um, you, 
you sometimes like last year you had a puddle of mud on the deb uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh, stage and you know i've i remember that there the tent didn't even hold it i mean everybody was so excited to see it and it was kind of you know one of those deals who who do you think has the potential to be that band this year for rocklahoma for the deb well i have lit uh Oh yeah, I, I, I'm trying to do the, the Sundays. I have a '90s band on Sunday, and that's what I'm doing again this year. I'm, Lit is going to play. Uh, it's going to be the headliner on Sunday, so, and I think it's going. I think the headliner on every single night. It, it's going to be over capacity, you know. Um, right. Uh, you know, Doro had to had to cancel because of uh, 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 immigration. She can't. She can't get into the United States for you know her work visa or something. Mm -hmm. uh, so I got Slaughter, and that that worked out really well. Oh, yeah. They're they're yeah. they're a big crowd pleaser. Quiet Riot is going to bring the house down. Slaughter, oh, yeah. uh, and and Lit, you know, and uh, I I I think I've got some pretty solid headliners. And you know, on Thursday night, you know, Van Halen, you know, the Van Halen tribute. They are they are phenomenal. You know, that's going to be that's going to be really good. I'm just going to tell you. Doug, it's going to be tough to beat the Iron Maidens from last year. They're, they're Iron, easy on the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> did, so, did, Jana, did Jana get to jam with those guys? I don't think Jana. Uh, I don't think she's played with them. Oh man! Well, you know she. You know she does a. She when when they play, she does a, the trooper that she plays and sings. She's just an incredible musician. I mean, I just think Jana Jordan can do no wrong. I just she think is. She is. She is fantastic. Yeah, she's one of my favorite musicians in town. Yeah, yeah. And they just had a new Slam Cat. Well, I guess not new, but like a, a, a new couple of the greatest hits record come out, which is amazing. We love them. Great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, your Thursday night. Your Thursday night is a great party. It's great for people who get there early who want to get in, see the sights and sounds. You got Fan Halen. Are they headlining Thursday night? Yeah, and, and who's the rest of the lineup for that Thursday night? It starts off with uh, 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 one night stand. Uh, you know the cover band here in Tulsa, Tom Green and Thad and, those, and uh, Derek and those guys. Um, they started off, and then it's uh, uh, then Counts Seventy Seven. That's uh, Danny Coker from uh, from Counting Cars the, on the History Channel. That's his band. Oh, cool. oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, excellent, excellent band. Um, yeah, when I stand, count seventy-seven, and then enough's enough, uh, and Stan Halen. Yeah, it's freaking awesome. I mean, that lineup alone will probably get Tim to get the whole weekend GA. I know. I, I'm telling you, I'm in the pocket. I literally last show I went to see was Tesla, and it was with one of the guys. And did you did you see that show at the at the Hard Rock, Doug? No, I've seen them. I've seen them too many times. <laughs> Dude, they, they still kill it. They were. Oh yeah, I know those guys. Really uh, I know those guys, and you know we we talk every once in a while and stuff. But I'm just uh, I'm, I'm kind of burnt out. <laughs> well, well tell us about poison. You got the big poison. That's gonna and and I mean the news, and I think this says a lot about them. They're touring with Motley Crue, Def Lever, and Joe Jett, and the news that's coming out of that is like Poison's killing everybody. Like they're, I yeah. mean, they're the standout, but and those are heavy hitter bands, pretty much. Well, yeah, because Def Leppard, they're they're consistent. They're always hitting on all eight cylinders. They're always fantastic. So they were no surprise. Uh, Motley, you know, struggling, you know, a little bit. You know, you know, Vince has improved. It's still not great, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the yeah the media reports coming coming off of that tour is poison is the big surprise that they're just they're just fantastic that they're just in the pocket they're just they're they're they've improved so much and and uh, a lot of energy a lot of energy on stage you know they're all sober now <laughs> that that helps you know so 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 they're getting along they're getting along better now. Um, uh, yeah, Brett Michaels uh, was just on Eddie Trunk's show today. You know, uh, plug plug on our show. It's uh, they're bringing some big production, some really cool stuff. You know, hydraulics and you know, lots of lights and stuff. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a really good show. 
And who's opening? I saw them back in the day with Dave Lee Roth and Cinderella. And it was Cinderella on the Night Songs tour. I think they were on the, the Look What the Cat Dragged In. And then I saw them a couple of years later with Motley Crue and Warren. I think on the Native Tongue tour, it seems like. I, I've just seen Poison a bunch. And I saw Brett Michaels a couple of years ago at the Hard Rock. And yeah, they're always great. Right. Doug, now, who's who's with them? It's Cinderella and, and what is it? Who, what's the rest of the lineup? It's uh, uh, Cinderella's Tom Kiefer and uh, L.A. Guns. Nice. Oh, yeah, man. L.A. Guns is such a fun one at a time. I can talk a lot during this. Go ahead. So, uh, uh, LA Guns. I mean, they're just a, they're a fun band. I, I didn't yeah. think I would really, you know, and and I got into them, and I I, I think they're great. I think that's going to be a great show. And it's is it a week or is it two weeks after Rocklahoma? Two weeks. Two weeks. So you have a little bit. Of time. No, 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 no. Two weeks before Rocklahoma. Oh, yeah, sorry, two weeks. Poison. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 20th yeah yeah two weeks yeah right so no okay so yeah they're they're before and then you have rocklahoma and then you have iron maiden coming up so like if you your wheelhouse is rock iron maiden, maiden. I, what i have iron maiden coming up Tulsa has like the tulsa area like northeast Oklahoma. oh you got you've got like four solid weeks of of like good music and and you've got two out of the you got two out of the three which according to meatloaf wasn't bad so <laughs> you covered that pretty well <laughs> hey i love meatloaf meatloaf was one of my favorites like if i ever get married again like that's that's it like meatloaf, <laughs> i would do anything for love but i won't do that it's gonna be i'm a big meatloaf fan i love it i love it oh yeah he's awesome. it's great so back to you know you, you did your first show 2016 was that were you approached by Rocklahoma after that? I mean, how did how did the partnership with Rocklahoma go? I was already in with Rocklahoma. Uh, gosh, I was I, I've been a corporate sponsor for Rocklahoma probably since about the year, um, probably it's either '08 or '09 is when I became a sponsor there, and, and it started where. You know, I really didn't really didn't do anything. You know, I gave them money and they gave me passes and stuff like that. And then, and then I sponsored a, a the Axis stage that was in the campground, but it was still sanctioned by the. It wasn't a. a it wasn't a. I'm trying to say it wasn't a, a. It was it was an official Rocklahoma stage, but it was but it was in the campground. You right. know, it was the biggest. It, it was the biggest stage in, in the campground. And I did that for one year, and I and I told them, nah, no, I want to do something. I want to do something more than that. You know, that that's that's fine. It was it's good and all, but I want to do. I want to be inside the fence. You know, and uh, you know after that, uh, things happened between them and Sam. You know, Sam McCaslin had that the retrospect stage, and had nothing to do with me. You know, a lot of people think it did. I didn't run him off. I didn't even know him. Never met him, you know. Um, uh, well, hang on. Now I'm getting ahead of myself. I sponsored his stage the following year. And I didn't have any, anything to do with the stage except I was paying for it. You know, well, helping pay for it. You know, I'm not paying for the whole thing, but helping pay for it. And then and then after that, they, they kind of had a falling out. You know, Sam and, and management had a had some kind of disagreement or something and then they approached me about that they said well you know he does these local bands and that's all he, well that's all he did was you know uh, up-and-coming bands and they right. said would you like to would can you handle that and I said well yeah I'm bombarded by bands you know I said yeah I could handle that but but I suggested to them having national artists you know, this is exactly what I told them about that stage. I said, I said, you know, really, you have two good stages at Rocklahoma, and then you have the stage over there just doing its own thing, just having it's like its own little city or something. It's got its own little thing, and there's not much going on over there. Look, there's nobody over there. There's no fans over there because it was 100 percent um, up and coming, unsigned, you know, uh, 
bands that, to be honest, they were they were on Sam's record label, you know, obscure bands, um, you know, uh, not getting paid, stuff like that. And, and I suggested, you know, we need we need to change that up over there. You need. I said I don't want to. I wouldn't. I don't want to get away from the local bands. I want to keep doing that. But we need some national artists over there. We need some people over there. You know. You know. It's. I said if I'm going to be a part of it, I need it to be something more than it is right now. And that's where we are. You know. You're visionary. I mean, you're right. It shouldn't be just like a placeholder. It ought to be something relevant. That's what you made it. I, I'm looking at your past shows, and I mean, it's literally like a who's who of just awesome band. I mean, Sugar Ray. So you already said this, Stephen Piercy, Sebastian Bach, Lita Ford. I mean, freaking amazing. John Karabi. How was that show? It was a great show. Yeah, he's a lot of fun, too. Yeah, I saw him years ago when he was with Rat. Um, and just a nice guy. Yeah. I mean, again, you know, again, I guess you can't really say Motley Crue should have been bigger, but that era of Motley Crue should have been bigger. I mean, I know so many people that love that record a lot. And he's really cool, too. Buck Cherry, Vixen, Vixen. How's Vixen? Man, they're incredible. You know, they're, they're they keep trucking right along. You know, they, you know they, I don't think they ever really got the credit for just how good they were. I mean, are they just like cool chicks and everything? I mean, like to hang out with. Nice, yeah, nice girls. You know, um, not uh, not very needy. You know, not, not high, <laughs> not high maintenance. Is what I'm trying to say. Just really, really good people. Well, and here's here's one that everybody may have heard of: Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Heck yeah! Yeah. yeah. Uh, tell us a story about Snoop Dogg. <laughs> well, well, when I, whenever I went in to meet him, you know, uh, to get my photo with him, you know, he's he's in his dressing room. <laughs> It's a big cloud, you know, it was a big cloud of smoke, and, you know, you can't hardly see him. But, you know, they say he's over on the other side of the room. I was like, okay, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> he's probably got the good stuff, too. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, he asked how it's going and everything. I said, well, two sold-out shows. Two sold-out shows. I said, that's pretty good. And I said, you're going to need a wheelbarrow. And he said, he said wheelbarrow? Well, foe, and I said to haul out all that damn money we just made. <laughs> he said, I like you. I like you. <laughs> you gonna bring him back? Huh? Do another, he tours again. Bring him back. I would, of course, sure. Yeah, would, man. Would you say Snoop Dogg is your? Would you say Snoop Dogg is your most kind of out of the realm of what you normally, uh, what you normally promote and and book bands for is Snoop Dogg probably your most out there that you've done yeah oh yeah because you know to be honest with you yeah I'm not a hip-hop fan at all you know but uh, you know myself and the the BOK management um, saw this as a as a big money maker we all really felt good about it but and you know playing like three weeks after the Super Bowl performance that was all that was that was we all knew we knew this you know we were had been working on this show for for several months and then they go and then they told us the available dates and we said we want that one right there you know and that was right after the super bowl thing and and like i said the the bok management and myself we thought this can't go wrong you know that's that's the best advertisement you can have is the super bowl halftime show yeah so I was in the the green room back there a couple of months ago uh, at the BOK, and you know they've got all the the set list from the other bands, and these are not little bands. I mean, it's right. like Bernie and uh, Paul McCartney and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And I mean, everybody back there was like taking pictures with the Snoop Dogg. <laughs> I oh, mean, yeah. it was like they would go right past. All, I mean, it was like the Eagles and ACDC and stuff. Did you see the like, Van? Oh, did you see the Van Halen one? Did you see the Van Halen set list? Oh, I don't think I don't. I don't know. I I took from, pictures of everything from 2015. Yeah, they have Van Halen's set list. Oh wow! Oh yeah. Well, I mean, there's great stuff. Not that I'm dogging Snoop Dogg at all, but I was like, did you guys not see? There's like the Beatles and stuff up there. Right. And everybody was just Snoop Dogg. So heck yeah, man! I think that's really cool. The Beatles Saxon. don't have a book, but Saxon. 
How cool is that? Hey, Tim. Yeah. The other dude's trying to talk. <laughs> well, I told you I could keep going on this. Finally! Finally, someone's on Team Chase on this episode. Take a breath. Take a breath, Tim. Take a breath. Snoop Dogg has a cookbook with Martha Stewart. Of course, more people are going to be more concerned about that than the Beatles. And that was and that was part of our our thinking also. He's a household name. He's not just a musician. You know, he's yeah. on commercials. He does movies. He, you know, does the Martha Stewart stuff. I mean, everybody knows who he is, and that's and that's why we we booked him. And when that first show sold out or, or started, you know, got about seventy five percent sold. In a very short amount of time, that's why we added the, the following. The following night was available, and we still started talking, having a meeting. Said, "I think we should do this," and we did it and sold out two nights. Yeah, that was amazing. I wonder how many of those were repeats. Like, how many people were like two nights in a row they're going to go see Snoop Dogg? Because Snoop Dogg doesn't come around often, and that's why. You know, he comes around every year. You know, we're not going to sell sell like that, right? Because you're coming around too often. You know, it's like Ario Speedwagon. <laughs> They're here every year. <laughs> Dude, I saw Ario at Guts a while back. <laughs> Ario oh, Speedwagon. They played, they played Guts twenty years ago. Yeah, it yeah, wasn't yeah. a while. Yeah, the high infidelity uh, reunion or anniversary or something like that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Dude, so let's let's talk. You know, I mean, you got several more years of Rocklahoma. Rocklahoma is expanding and becoming, you know, and I know a lot of people still say, oh, we get the leftovers. It's whatever, you know, like it's like. They don't know what they're talking about. Right. They're dogging on. They don't know what's going on behind the scenes. They think they do, you know. Right. And it's just because everybody's like, well, I have this dream lineup. And I'm like, you're not ever going to see that. Like there's some festivals that, yeah, they can pull it off, but they're, they're, you know almost week-long festivals and things like that. You can't expect Hellfest at prior in three days. Right. Uh, so, you know, you're booking out this DEB stage. Um, who on this lineup that's not a headliner for your night, who's not Quiet Riot, who's not Lit, who's not Slaughter, who are some of those stages, who are some of those bands that are going to be on that stage that you're going to say, hey, you guys need to take the time and check out. Like this is definitely a band to step away from the other two stages and check out. That might be kind of a sleeper band under the radar type of thing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not. I really don't want to. I really don't want to answer that question because because there there's quite a few Tulsa bands playing, and I don't want to step on any toes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Except, you know, maybe first strike. <laughs> Rick Adams and I, uh, the singer for first strike, he and I went to school together. I mean, from like eighth grade, you know, through our senior year. And that's how long we've known each other. So a little partial to them. I mean, the, uh, I think there's, I think there's like, well, Paralandra. Paralandra is very good. I usually don't have repeat bands. Um, but Par I did Paralandra. I booked them last year, and I booked them again this year. Um, they are just an amazing band, a female-fronted band. I've got quite a few female-fronted bands on my stage, and I do that on purpose, you know, just, you know, for the, you know, the women in rock thing, you know. If you got a, if you have a female up there trying to belt it out with, with the boys, you know, give them a chance. You know, that's... I'm a little partial to the uh, the female fronted bands. Well, and last year you also had that uh, the family band. Uh, was it is it Liliac? Liliac, yeah. Yeah, Liliac. They, you know, I know people dogged on them. Oh, they're America's Got Talent, but they're they are they're American and they got talent. Like that's, I mean, it's true. Like band, what twenty two to thirteen or something like that was their age range, and they, I mean, they rocked the house last year. Yeah, but you know what? They weren't on America. America's Got Talent. I mean, they they tried out for it, and, right. and they and they and they showed little little clips of them in in a few of the trailers, you know, for that show. But they weren't on the show. They were not televised because they refused to sign the contract because it was a ridiculous contract. Wow. So yeah, they, they said because they went through on on a round. They got through, 
and they said you cannot go through you can't go any further until you sign this contract and it was what I was told by their dad was it was an unsignable contract it was ridiculous so well, they, I mean, they were they were kicked off, kicked off the show they, they were done see and I've heard stories about stuff like that like um, a lot of people get on those shows that are already signed and kind of moving around and they'll I've talked to a few acts that have done like different countries got talent as like magicians and stuff like that. And it's, it's a whole, like, it's almost like they're already signed and that's what the team is using for their marketing. Right. So, but yeah, everybody wants it quick. They want the, the, the you know, the get rich quick thing to get on a TV show and board off goes your career. You know, yeah. about, about less than 1% of those happen, you know, you know well, it's, you it's, when you look at the winners and stuff, like there's so many of them that have won that have done absolutely nothing. Right. Yeah, just because you win a show like that, you know, uh, uh, American Idol or The Voice, it doesn't mean you're going to be a, you know, mega star. Yeah, you're right. I, there's several of those winners that are, you know, still playing clubs. Yeah. You know? I mean, that Jason Guarini guy sold out and he's like half. Vince Neil half Prince on the Diet Pepsi commercial or Diet. <laughs> He's the, I mean, that's what you do, and like, you, there's only Kelly Clarkson and Carrie Underwood I can name off of those shows. And I'm like, man, yeah, those girls, you know, they they really did it. But Lily, they were they were an awesome band. I, I mean, their drummer, some twenty year old girls, phenomenal. Yeah, good drummer. Smiles all the smiles all the time while she's yeah, playing. They are the happiest band in metal. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so let's look. You know, what are some bands that are kind of on your radar that you're like, man, I hope the stars align, and I hope come around next September, I'm able to bring these guys out for Oklahoma. Yeah, for Oklahoma. Um, Tom Kiefer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they would. I would. I would have had Tom Kiefer and L.A. Guns on my uh, Thursday night uh, pre-party uh, if I had my way about it. But I ha had them two weeks later at the BOK Center, so we can't do that. It's it's a it's a it's a scheduling conflict. It's it's uh, you know you got to got to sell tickets. So we didn't want, and that's why there's a radius clause. And uh, you know, time clause, you know, for these bands, you know, uh, it's usually a thirty-day window, you know, uh, if they're going to play within, you know, about two hundred miles, uh, about a two hundred mile radius. So, so I was conflicting with myself, <laughs> <laughs> and I've got a lot more money to lose at the BOK Center <laughs> than I do rock on. <laughs> so we need to sell those tickets at the BOK Center. <laughs> For sure. So, and Eddie Trunk will be at the BOK Center for the Poison Show too, correct? Yeah. Well, he'll be at Oklahoma also. You have a nice little bromance with Eddie Trunk. I just got back from Vegas this last week, just yesterday with him. Yeah, we, we go on trips all the time, but I, don't, I just don't put it on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we travel. We travel a lot. We travel how, quite a bit that, a lot. How did that relationship build? How did that, how did that form? Well, I met him at that festival you know, in 2016, and... Uh, I have season tickets uh, to the Dallas Cowboys um, through my, my business. You know, I give them to customers, and and I go every once in a while. And uh, the morning after that festival, or the day after that festival was over, um, the Cowboys were playing the, the Giants, and he's a big Giants fan. And me and two guys, me and two customers were going, and the fourth ticket, I just didn't have anybody – that really wanted it, you know, because I can't bring just anybody along because it's kind of a business thing. Right. So uh, I asked, asked my customer, I said, hey, you mind if I ask Eddie Trunk, he's a guy on Sirius XM Radio. They go, no, we don't care. Go ahead. So I did. I asked him. And uh, uh, I even showed it to him. I, I brought the, the ticket with me to the, to the festival. I said, because I he was thinking about going, he goes, hey, I, it's only a 45-minute flight. I can do this. He said, trying to figure out the logistics in his head, changing his flight back home and stuff. Long story short, he, he came to the game. Uh, he came with me to the, to the Cowboys game. And then, and then after the game, 
you know, Faster Pussycat was playing, you know, at a club at the, at the rail, uh, railhead uh, there in Fort Worth afterwards. So we went over there. Um, and then it just started from there. Uh, actually, you know, Tom Green and I got together at the IDL after that festival because because behind the scenes, you know, it was a it was it was a disaster. You know, the, the promoter uh, stiffed a lot of people. You know, didn't pay didn't pay a lot of people, and uh, uh, myself and others, not just myself, but uh, you know, several other people, uh, made sure everybody got paid. Uh, and Eddie, you know, uh, Eddie Eddie didn't get paid by the by the promoter, but um, so that's when that's when the IDL thing started. Is after that festival, Tom Green and I put our heads together. So well, I think we can do this better. But we started doing just small shows. I said I'm not gonna because we saw the attendance for that show. So it was a, it was a three was it a three day festival? Yeah. Was it was it now it's a two day and a little pre party, right? Yeah. So it was like, a good lineup. It's a good lineup, but there's not enough people paid. And, and we did the research and everything and, and uh, decided, you know, it's not. Tulsa is not a good place for a festival. It just really isn't. It's They are never supported. Rockahoma is different. They've been here for a long time, and, and that one works. Nothing else works around here for festivals. Uh, nothing else has been successful. So anyway, so I started hiring Eddie to host these these shows at the IDL, and it just it just grew from there. And then we became friends, and then he'd say, "Hey, I'm going to Houston, and such and such is playing. Come on down there. We'll hang, and, you know, we'll hang out with them, and we'll do this." And I've been we've, we've been friends ever since 2016. Um, yeah, we go like I said, we go on trips together. We go to the Rainbow all the time. We go to the Whiskey. You know, we 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 go all over the place. I just don't put it on Facebook. I'm just one of those guys that you don't need to know what the hell I'm doing. You know, you know, you know what, Doug? I am I'm a, available anytime that he's. <laughs> I want to be in this Doug and uh, you know Doug and Eddie Trunk friendship. There, there needs to be a third wheel, and uh, I can be a real good third wheel. Don't <laughs> Uh, he seems like he's such the real deal as a fan of it. He's so knowledgeable of it. I mean, he seems like he's really, you know what I said about our CD collections? I feel his would probably look similar, too. Well, he's super fan, and, and he admits that. You know, that he, first of all, I mean, he started off as a fan and then got into radio after, after that, and then it grew from there. But he's a big, just a big fan. Um, well, I put on Facebook, I saw, you know, I showed, a, uh, I had a couple of Facebook Live videos of uh, uh, Soul, Soul Asylum over the weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I was there with him uh, in Vegas, you know. So we slip off and do do stuff like that all the time. Dude, I love Soul Asylum, man. Do you ever bring them in? I don't know. <laughs> I don't have a venue. I don't have a venue anymore. All I have is the VOK. We have this podcast because the warehouse doesn't have a venue anymore. That's basically what it is. You just got to start the TV podcast. I may start doing shows at the at the at the Brady or the the Tulsa the Tulsa Theater. I may start doing shows there. David Fitzgerald and I have spoken. He's he's the guy who owns it and is the promoter there. You DCF. Uh, I may start doing some shows there, um, but we just got to talk it over, you know. But right now, I just don't have a venue, and I worked on worked on getting one. Uh, you know, I had a building, and and I was working on getting getting it done, and uh, it fell through because the neighborhood didn't want me there. <laughs> they didn't want loud music in their neighborhood, so. Dude, so, deep down in Dallas is getting that way too. Like so many yeah. great small venues and things like that just don't function anymore because cities well, are like, no, we don't want it. Well, and I get it. You know, there, there was a guy that was heading up the, the you know, the neighborhood. Uh, they were gonna, they were having a meeting. You know, they sent out the, the notices. Hey, this this is about to happen over here. We're going to have a, a hearing. You're going to have a meeting. You know, the, it's, it's the city of Tulsa. You know. So come out to them and see if, if you want it or not. And boy, they came after me with torches. <laughs> they, I mean, they were they 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 circled the wagons, man. And they 
and I talked to the to a guy there, and he said, you know, I, we moved out here to have peace and quiet and have deer and geese and stuff in our yard. And, and I said, you know, I, I'm the same way. You know, and I said, I get it. I said, so, I, no, I'm pulling my pulling my permit. You know, I understood his point, and uh, I'm kind of glad I did because it was going to cost a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I don't need to fan my ego <laughs> for, you know, six or seven hundred thousand dollars that's what it was going to take to, to get it get it up you know up and running and i'm like see what else comes in the future you know see what else happens hey, you're doing shows at the brady's exciting i think that'd be really cool i mean uh, i said i'm thinking about it i'm thinking about it you're doing shows at the bok like with snoop dogg you're doing things like yeah like if i think fan the ego is you know you don't have to do that anymore like you you book snoop dog that's all you ever have to say yeah, you're yeah. Too, you can say book snoop dog and everybody be like have done. <laughs> yeah you know i was looking at getting you know owning my own venue you know uh all the alcohol sales uh, you know i keep I, you know all the money goes in my pocket you know self-contained you know i'm the man and man when, whenever that thing fell through i was like whew I'm kind of glad. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I kind of. Well, I saw what Tom and Angie went through, you know, at the IDL, and uh, you know, Tom Green is is a people person. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to put up with your bull crap. You know, right? You know, Tom is Tom is that face. He can get out there. Hi, how's it going? Great to see you. I'm not. I'm like, get the hell out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an extrovert until I'm not. That's kind of where I'm at, you know. Well, like, well, I'm an extrovert, but but I'm just not a people person anymore. I'm the, especially the you know the, the generation right now. It's, uh, you know, one of these kids sticks a camera in my face and wants a TikTok video. They're going to get one. <laughs> <laughs> Doug, you have to stop because you're giving me too much to work for during Labor Day weekend. And now you know, like. I'm gonna kick a camera out of a dude's hand. <laughs> it's gonna be Tim's. <laughs> I mean, I would totally like. I think we should go show up to Poison and see. Like, Doug's got better hair than than Brett Michaels. Like, I think we could do. A, I think we could do a Brett Michaels and uh, Doug and Doug hair contest. I would totally be down for that. I don't think Doug would be. I, I think, don't think. I I don't think that's that's a fair race. I don't think that's fair. <laughs> you don't Mine's wear the real. Mine's real. Yeah. <laughs> no bandana needed. No bandana. <laughs> Brett Michaels. I love, I, love, I love Brett. Brett's a great guy. Brett, I met Brett. Um, he was in Ardmore. He did a lot of stuff in Ardmore when I was down in that area with Aubrey Harris. And uh, he was such a nice guy. It was it was pretty cool. Uh, even the guys from Buck Cherry were really nice, and yeah, yeah, those guys are great too. And I I think I Aubrey said that I had gotten a little drunk and I had made a comment like, "Man, I wish your music was as great as you guys are because you guys are phenomenal." <laughs> I'm not the biggest Buck Cherry fan, but like, they were some of the nicest guys in the world. Yeah. So. I mean, it was great. So, you know, thanks for hopping on here with us, Doug. I know it took a little wow. bit to get on. I've been pre-gaming for Rocklahoma the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just drinking water. Our our house got hit by an F1 tornado last Wednesday night. Oh. Out here, out here in Broken Arrow. It's just limbs. I'm just picking up limbs and having to, you know, cut them up and put them in a, put them in a fire pit. You know, that's, that's all. But I got to get back to that. All right, but, man. Well, you know what? I'm yeah. drinking water. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's hydrating for the next like three weeks if he's got. Uh, no, I'm not. When I get off of here, after I get done with the limbs, I'm I'm hitting the, <laughs> the gentleman Jack. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. There you go. The Sinatra <laughs> drinks. So we got poison, uh, and there's still tickets available, right, for the poison show? Yeah, but but oh, everyone says this. Oh, they're going fast. You better get them now. I'm not. I'm not lying. We are eighty. About eighty-three percent sold out. Oh wow! Yeah, it's uh, it's it's going to be a full house. It's going to it's going it's going to be a great show. Gotcha. And you can also check my my new podcast, Milf Hunters, will be at the uh, Poison Show. 
<laughs> at this point, it might be guilt. It might even be guilt. <laughs> <laughs> and with this great. generation, good gills. The two G's for great grandma. Um, I ran into a 53-year-old great-grandma the other day at Starbucks. But uh, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, Tim and I are thinking about hitting up the old Poison. Um, if you'll go to Poison, I'll get you the zebra pants, Tim. <laughs> I used I, to have one back in the day. <laughs> I know, and I'll see if I can find them. But, I have zebra pants. You have zebra pants? Yeah, I went to, a, I went to a, an 80s birthday party a few years ago. I had to put I had to put I had to put a cucumber in them. <laughs> hey, one of my outfits for Rocklahoma this year is the Lemmy short shorts with the cut off oh, yeah. shirt. Yeah, that's why I got my uh, "What Would Lemmy Do" hat going. Uh, so I'm I'm super excited. And then we have Rocklahoma over Labor Day weekend. You can still get stuff. I saw a lot of Rocklahoma stuff is sold out too, um, like the VIP and things like that. So things that are coming up that you know Doug's got his hands in. If you want to come out to a really good time, you got to get on that ball and get those tickets going. It's get the three day GA. They're still available. It's yeah for the Thursday night pre party. Here's here's the official statement to to attend the Thursday night pre party at Rocklahoma. You must have a weekend ticket. Yes, there's, there's not a single day ticket for the Thursday night pre party. It doesn't happen. Yeah, so you've got to do it, and I'll tell you right now, it's two hundred seventy eight dollars with. Uh, fees for the three-day uh, GA. And that's four days, actually. Four days, yes. Four days, because you get to come and hang out with us and Doug. Because I'm going to hang out with Doug on Thursday. <laughs> Thursday is pretty cool because it doesn't start till 7 p.m. You know? Right. Give us people t time to uh, to get off work and get out there, you know. Yeah, right. It's, it's, over, it's over at about midnight, 1230, something yeah. like that. I'm taking off at one. I'm packing up my cooler. I'm stopping off at my dad's church to use their ice machine to fill up my uh, cooler. And then I'm headed right to uh, Vanita. So, <laughs> How about prior? Pro well, I have to stop in Vanita. We stay at some like slummy hotel in, in Vanita. We don't do the camping. Well, you're first class. I forgot about that. Yeah, we're still first class. We're staying at you know the the we stay at a motel, not a hotel, and you can definitely tell the difference in the first two letters. So, um, and then we head on over to Vanita from Vanita. We head on over to Pryor, and uh, I get to live out three days of rock music and Carl's Jr. on the way home from that truck stop. So, I mean, it's a Great. it's a good time. Yeah, we don't have Carl's Jr. around here, so I look forward to it every year. Doug, seriously, keep up the good work. It really is appreciated. Keep up the good shows. and Thank you, guys. Bringing the people back that make people come to these new shows. Like, these kids that come to the new Rocklahoma stuff with Motionless and White would not be here without bands like Slaughter and Quiet Riot. I mean, Quiet Riot is one of the ones I'm really excited about for this year. I am, too. You know, yeah, especially the uh, Quiet Riot since uh, Rudy Sarzo is back in the band. It, I mean, it, gave, oh, gives the yeah. band, it gives the band more relevance, you know, yeah. uh, because he is the only original member uh, in the band anymore. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it's, it's going to be a great time. And then Lit. I mean, Lit was my own worst enemy. Mm -hmm. Probably it, it's one of those songs I even talk about with friends and stuff that, they could release that song today and it would still be as relevant irrelevant as you, it was. You mark my words. <laughs> there will be there will be some crowd surfing during lit. Oh yeah. Lit brings there, a party. There may even be crowd surfing, you know, for some headliners, you know, you know, Friday and Saturday also. But yeah, last year when we had a, a puddle of mud, I was amazed. You know, we were at probably a hundred and thirty uh, percent capacity yeah. and these kids were crowd surfing and I, I went yes look at that look at that my stage there's crowd surfing look <laughs> it's really cool I think that's going to happen this year too yeah I I mean Lit's going to be one of those bands that like I mean everybody's heard that song it's been in movies it's been everybody in knows it yeah. everybody knows the song yeah it's the crowd's going to go nuts yeah and they and then they had that video where they were like shrunk down on uh, Pamela Anderson <laughs> I can't remember the song, but it was like that was her video, and they were like playing, and they were like sitting on top of Pamela Anderson. It was great, a uh, really fun band. So, Doug, you're a really fun guy too. Thanks for doing everything that you do to keep rock alive and well in northeastern Oklahoma. Sure. 
So, Seriously, man. Thank you. What? Yeah. I said, seriously, thank you. Keep up the good work. I really mean that. Sure. Appreciate you guys. Thanks. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, guys. Keep it up. See ya.